All right, welcome to the Chaz Palmateri podcast. We got a new episode today, of course. We're going to talk about marriage. Marriage. Oh, we got some interesting facts on marriage, folks. People said, Chaz, you've been married. You know, I just had my uh, anniversary. 30 years. June 6th, we married 30 years, my wife and I. People always said, how did you make it last 30 years? I always said, well, we never wanted to get a divorce at the same time. Ah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but there is some truth to that. When I was fed up, she said, we're not getting divorced. When she was fed up, I said, you're not, we're not getting a divorce. And we made it work. Is it easy? Puh. It ain't easy, folks. But, if you know, nothing is, uh, nothing is, is worth it if it's not uh, hard. You got you to gotta work on it, you know. It's, uh, if it was too easy, then what the hell are you doing together? But it can't be too hard either. It's got to be somewhere in the middle. Did I just make sense here? You have to be a good negotiator. Adaptability. You have to learn how to adapt. That's what I say. As my father would say, as Sebastian Maliscalco said, yes, my father had a man cave when he was young. It was called the house. That was my father's man cave. I love that line from Sebastian. I actually heard a rumor that man, uh, man caves were invented by women. A man cave was invented by women. You know what? I believe that. Because maybe they would say, well, I'll give you a little place where you could play. And yeah, you could put all your stupid little knickknacks and you stuff You could put like your that. knickknacks and bullshit over there. Other than that, the house is mine. Which I could understand. All right. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, Go to chazpalmetary.net to see my broad, uh, my show that was on Broadway. And um, it's coming back October. October 1st. That's right. For one night only at the Town Hall Theater on 43rd Street. October 1st. But before, I, let, let me just bring back, let me digress, as they say. September 10th, I'll be at Lancaster, PA, at the American Music Theater. And September 17th in Detroit at the Music Hall. And then October 1st. I haven't been there and haven't been to Broadway in 15 years doing the one-man show. I'm doing one night only at the Town Hall. Plus, I've never done this in 34 years. I'm having a Q&A after the show. We're going to have microphones out there in the audience. There could be a few special guests who I can't name who they are. And... Uh, we're going to do the show, and then after the show, do questions and answers. Uh, talk about the musical, talk about the movie, how all of this insanity happened. October 8th, I'm going to be in Springfield, Mass., at the MGM Casino. October 9th, in Boston, I'm going to be in Emerson Colonial Theater in Boston. November 11th and the 12th, I'll be in Pittsburgh, at the Byram Theater in Pittsburgh. Okay. So, if you never got a chance to see it, come and see the one-man show. Also, stay tuned. On new, I have a new podcast coming out. Me and Michael Francis. You know who Michael Francis is. Legendary crime boss. Turned his life around. Incredible stories. And I mean, his life is like a thousand novels. Uh, incredible human being. Very bright. Very smart. Uh, and a great heart. And the name of the uh, episode, uh, podcast is going to be Palmetary Francis, the wise and the wise guy. Should be fun. So look out for it. That's going to be great. So, 
people want me to hear talk about marriage. I just celebrated my 30 years anniversary. So let's talk about one of the things. For the 10 most interesting facts about marriage. Okay. Married couples need to spend more time together. That's number one. Hmm. Now what happens if they work together, John? I mean, that's spending a lot of time together. I feel like you have to find a, a median, separate work from your home life. Yeah. I, I think you got to spend time together because if you don't spend some time together, then what the hell are you doing together? Listen, folks, marriage is hard. You know, before we get into all the 10 facts, especially when you're young, no young kid wants to get married early. They don't. You ever notice that? When they're 20 years old, 21, 22, 23, 24, in their 20s, they always tell the girl, yeah, the girl wants to get married right away. Usually. The guy, it's always like you got to drag him screaming and kicking to the altar. Usually the wife, usually the girl has to say, if you don't make a decision, I'm leaving you. Then the guy panics and he buys a ring. But here's the mistake guys make. They say to their friends, you know what? I'm going to buy a ring for her. This way I could hold her off for a while. Big mistake, guys. Because you know what buying a ring does? That only accelerates the problem. Because as soon as that girl gets that ring, bam, she's looking for holes. She's getting, she's picking out uh, dresses. She's picking bridesmaids. Guys make that same mistake and they do it every time. John, I'm telling you, over and over they do that. They go, I'll buy a ring. I'll hold her off for a while. Guys, it doesn't work. It just accelerates the thing, okay? So, but look, you got to make a decision. Do you want to be with this person or not? You know, I know it's hard in your 20s, and you, you have to look at the difference. Do you want to lose this person or not? It's like, well, listen, I didn't get married till I was, uh, you know, 38 years old, 39, whatever. I mean, I had, I said, well, do I want to lose this person or be single the rest of my life? And I didn't want to lose that person. I didn't. I really didn't want it. So when I got married, I was really looking forward to it. I couldn't wait to get married. But in my 20s or 30s, no. No, not a chance. I, I just couldn't do it. Because men, they feel like when you get married, they feel like you're in a, somebody puts you in a vault and goes, locks it up. That's the way men feel, ladies. They do. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Guys feel that way. They feel like it's the end of their life when women feel like it's the beginning of their life. So that's why I always said women are much smarter than men. But men have to feel, you know what? She's a great girl and it's time to grow up and put childhood things away. And um, I don't know, I went off on a tantrum already, but you got to spend time together. The more time you spend with each other, the more time you see if you could be with each other forever. I feel like COVID tested a lot of relationships. Oh, oh Because yeah. living with somebody is completely different than dating somebody. Well, you ever notice the best dates are on a, a when, you, when you meet somebody on vacation? Oh, you had such a great time. You love that person. I could see spending the rest of my life with that person. Really? Really? Let's really see that then. How about living in an apartment in New York City? See how that works out. You know, everybody on vacation when they live far away, yeah, you can have a romance like that forever. 
Because you only see each other when, when it's the best time. When you're both happy, you both go on dates, you make love, you enjoy yourselves, and then you say goodbye and she says goodbye. That's why guys have that's why guys and women have affairs. Because they're so you only see each other in the best time. But live with each other. Go through the tough times together. I'm not an old guy and I'm, I, when COVID hit, I was under uh, under 30 and I think four or five of my friends got divorced. And I'm like, you guys aren't even 30 and you got married and divorced and COVID really tested that for them. Oh, absolutely. COVID was a big eye opener, John. I mean, I know a lot of people got divorced after COVID because they were saying, you know what? I never spent this much time with her. I can't do it anymore. Because you know what I always say, you can love somebody, but not like somebody. You got to make sure you like your new wife, not only love her. That you like her. You like who she is as a person. You like hanging out with her. I always said, if somebody asks me, what's a great marriage? I say, it's like you want to sleep with your best friend. That's it. She's your best friend and you really enjoy making love to her. That's it's it. I was just going to ask you that, too, if you thought your wife should be your best friend. Well, she should be. I mean, look, you could have best friends, but she should be a friend that you could talk to. Look, no marriage is perfect. Do marriages go through rocky times? Yeah. Myself included. But no marriage is perfect, folks. I, I don't know what you're waiting for. Guys are waiting for this perfect marriage where... You come home and she's, you walk in and you smell sauce cooking and she comes down the steps in a pair of high heels and, and, and a beautiful negligee and she says, I'm waiting for you, honey. Now, could that happen? Yeah, that could happen. But folks, it can't happen every night, guys. You know, you got kids involved. You got to keep it spicy. You know, m most guys, they always go, well, you know, we don't, we're not together like we used to be. You know, there's that old joke. You want to not have sex anymore? Get married. People say, you know. And, and I think it's, I think it's a test. You know, we, we talked about that, the Coolidge effect. You know, but guys, if you want to live, if you want to live, and look, women, women have affairs too, you know. I mean, not just men. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Probably do men have more affairs than women? Probably. I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. But but that takes us to our next number two. Marrying a partner from an affair really works out. Hmm. We talked about this in one of your other episodes about cheating. Right. That usually if a guy's having an affair on his wife and then they break up and then he marries that person he had an affair with, 75% of those marriages fail wow, eventually end up in divorce. It's probably because they don't live with them. Yeah. I think, I think when you get out of a, a marriage and you, you so look, some marriages just are not destined to work out. And that's okay. But sometimes it's better to get out of a marriage than stay in it if it's just not going to work out. Because what are you going to do? When are you going to do it when you're 80 years old? Is it hard? It's like a it's like you're cut, you know. It's like a band aid. 
you know, you got a chance to like go real slow and take five, ten years to rip off the band-aid, or you just go ah, but then it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you got to face the pain. Most people don't like pain in life. You heard me talk about this many times. Uh, but if you're not happy in a marriage, you got to get out. But it's the same old thing. Uh, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, right? But I say, man up, women up, and say, I'm getting out of this marriage. I want a better life. You could do it. If that's what you want, you, you got to do it. You have to do it. You, this is not a dress rehearsal, folks. You get one life here. This is it. Okay? There's not many things I could predict, and you know I'm psychic, but I could predict this. You are going to die at one time, whether you live to be 100 or 120. It will happen. So why not do it now? If you're in a bad marriage, get out. Get out. Man or woman, get out. Gay or straight, whatever, get out. Okay, number three. Marrying young is a greater risk. I think that's kind of common sense. I think so. Because when you marry young, you feel like you haven't lived. You feel like you haven't done anything. But, you know, I got to give credit to certain people. Certain people marry young and they're together their whole life and they're happy. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I know people who got married in their early 20s and they're still married. My friend Carmine, my friend Babes and, and Joan, they've been married 50 years, wedding 50-something years. He got married when he was like 22. Well, thank God he got married. He would have been, God knows he'd be in jail right now if he did. But he lived an incredible life, worked his whole life honorably, raised two great kids. I got to have him on my show. I got to get my friend back. He's old school. I got to get him on my show. Okay, what's number four here? Cohab cohabiting before marriage can pose a greater long-term rational risk. Why is that? I, I don't know. That. I disagree with this one. Yeah. I think it would be better to move in with somebody before you get married just to kind of test the waters. Yeah. Well, several factors could be unplanned pregnancies leading to ill-conceived marriage, the, the lack of definite decisions to commit, couples who normally would have broken up, uh, and they, but they stay together because I don't know about this. I, I can't agree with that one. I definitely don't agree with that one. I think it's a little bit better to get to Why start. Why not with, test the waters before you get married? Exactly. Get used to each other. Make sure that you're the right fit. Right. Make sure you're the right fit. It's like a test drive. I don't know who wrote this, but I don't agree with that one at all. Nope. Number four. Okay. Number five about marriage. People in happy marriages tend to be more productive at work. Agreed. You agree with that? I agree with it. When I'm having a good day and I'm having a good like a good time with my wife, I mean, I love going to work. I mean, it's not that I don't want to be with her and I'm away from her. I mean, I'm just in a better mood in general. Wow. It says employees in happy marriages in, tend to increase in the company's bottom line. I believe that. I do too. 
Yeah. Obviously, if you're happier, you're going to put in a little bit more effort. You're going to have a good outlook at work. Yeah. If, if you're, it's, it's talking about if your marriage partner passes and you're not as productive at work anymore. Well, I mean, that's understandable. I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you got, you got to think about your wife, your children, your building a future. When I was single, I didn't think like 10 minutes ahead. You know, I really didn't. I, I, I think marriage forces you to grow up. And I think that's God's way of saying, hey, hey, buddy, you can't be like a dog in the street. You know, dogs in the street, they see a, another female dog, they jump on it, and they, they, they just live a life like that. You can't do that. I think when you're young, all right, you know. But, yeah, I, I agree with that, number four, or five. They tend to be more productive at work. I, I agree with that. All right, number six. A good marriage makes people feel more satisfied in life. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good marriage makes you feel good because you have a good feeling in your stomach and in your body saying, all right, my life is good, as opposed to like being in a bad marriage. I mean, I say this to men and women. The person you pick to get married is the single most important decision of your life seriously you got to take this seriously right john i mean wow i feel like it gives you somebody to share your accomplishments with or to share their accomplishments with yes more than friendship laughter forgiveness compatibility and sex spouses name trust as the element crucial for a happy marriage Trust. I couldn't agree more with that one, to be honest. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, look. Do men fuck up and women fuck up? Yes, they do. But I believe if someone breaks the trust... That's where shit starts to hit the fan. That's where shit... And then it's up to the other person, whether to be a man or woman, to forgive you. I'll give you an example. So I work with a lot of models. Last year, I actually filmed a commercial for a strip club. And my wife and I have so much trust with each other that I, I tell her all this stuff that I'm doing. It's because she knows I'm not going to do anything with them. And then right. while I'm there, I feel a little bit more confident dealing with these people and the decisions that I make while I'm there because I, I feel like she trusts me. And it, I mean, she should. I mean, I don't do anything with them. It's just kind of a, it's a nice feeling once you get to work. Yes. And if you break that trust... It could be a bitch. I feel like if I ever broke that trust and she found out, I mean, I just wouldn't look forward to doing anything like this again. I I just wouldn't be motivated. Right. So, but we have to be fair to people who have broken the trust, uh, who can come back from that. And I don't know. They say sometimes the marriage is stronger. I don't know. I hope so. I think it matters up to the individual. Okay. What is, what is this one here? Number nine, a majority of people who divorce get remarried within a few years. Hmm. Over 40% of married couples in the United States, including at least one spouse who has been married before, 60% of divorced women and men will marry again within, a few, within five years. 
I guess they just like being married, you know, and they want to be with someone. I've actually noticed that too. A few of the people that I've known that have gotten divorced, they've gotten married within a few years. And I'm like, what are you doing? You just got divorced. But I mean, I guess it's got to be a psyche thing. I'm not too sure. Right. But then I got some friends of mine who were married and divorced. They will never get married again. That's my dad. That's your dad? Yeah, he's he got divorced, and he's been with so a few girls since he's gotten divorced 20 years ago. Um, long-term relationships, five, six years. He won't years. get married again. He, he, he will say it in front of them. He's like, I will not get married. Yeah, there are people. I have a couple of dear friends of mine who just, and he, the guy said to me, he goes, Chaz, I was in on death row. This is what he said to me. I was on death row. And all of a sudden, the governor came in and said, Sir, you got a reprieve. You can get out. He goes, I'm out. I'm not going back in again. That's what he said to me. I won't say who he is. <laughs> but he said, I will not go back into marriage again. Obviously, wow, he must have had a bad experience. Probably scarred him for life. Obviously, it did. Because he's in his... 60s right now, and he's been divorced for like 20 years. And he has a great life. Lives a wonderful life with his boat. Dates other women. He just does what makes him happy. And he does what makes him happy, and uh, solitude is okay with him. I have a couple of friends like that. Where did this marriage thing, I always said, you know, how did this marriage thing start? You know, when people got married, John, they were like, in the beginning, when they came up with this marriage thing, people only lived to be like 35, 40. So by the time you got older, you're together, you're together uh, 10, 15 years, boom, and that's it. Now people are living in their 90s, 100. I got people married 70 years. My mother and father were married 65 years. Well, when you used to get married, it used to be a religious thing, and... and now it kind of is, but I mean, there's also other reasons why people get married now for like tax purposes or for medical yeah. care and stuff like that. There's different incentives to get married now. I think it was God's way. I really believe that. I think it was God's way of saying that you gotta, you gotta, people have to be together. Otherwise, we're just gonna have a free for all out there. Just a free for all. And I, and I think. I think being married obviously helped me be a success because I wanted to get a house. I wanted to have a family. I didn't want to screw up and get divorced because of my children and because I love my wife or whatever. But I think it, it gives you some, I, get, I think it gives you some kind of discipline. God, I hope so. I mean, I, I felt that way. I mean... And believe me, you know, this marriage thing, it could be hard sometimes. But you know what? After a while, all these guys out there, I tell you, you have a girlfriend, you're cheating on your wife, or a, young, or a woman out there cheating on her husband. Remember one thing. A wise guy told me this. After a while, in the end, all girlfriends become wives. And all boyfriends become husbands. So <laughs> what are you running from? Unless you're really unhappy with this person and your new person, 
It's going to make you happy. But the same problems you had, not the same problems, but different problems will happen with your new boyfriend and your new girlfriend. The same things, just maybe different, you know? Everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side. And in a way, sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not. You just got a different set of problems. There's no utopia. There's no like, oh, my God, this is great. Sooner or later, you know, you're going to run into problems. Hmm. So that kind of brings us back. I think you actually skipped number eight. Number oh, eight is, yeah, happiness after marriage depends on what they were like before marriage. Well, how the hell did I miss that one? I missed that one. Number eight. Happiness after marriage depends on what they were like before marriage. Wow, how did I miss that one? I could agree with this one. Agree. You got to know who you're marrying, folks. If the person you're marrying is a negative person, you know, there are some people on this world that are missing a happiness plug. When I talk about a happiness plug, there's a plug in your body. Let's put it like, where can we put the plug? Let's put it on your ass cheek, okay? And no matter how much you pour into that person, the happiness just runs out of the plug. They don't have a happiness plug. They don't have it. Certain people just can't be happy. Everything is a problem. Everything. The number one rule about picking the person that you're going to marry don't marry a person who's hassle-oriented. There are two types of people. Hassle-oriented people, non-hassle-oriented people. You can marry, let's take a woman, marry a woman, say, yeah, we're going to the wedding. Oh, we got to go to a wedding that day? Well, yeah. Oh, I can't go to that event. Oh, that person I don't want to see. Oh, I'm wearing a red dress. She's going to have a red dress. Everything is a big fucking hassle. Could we go to dinner tonight at 8? Eight? 8? You know I can't go at 8. Well, how about 7? Seven? 7, you know that's too early for me. Certain people are just like that. Certain guys are like that. Like I said, it's not just women. It's men too. I don't like you wearing that dress. It reveals too much. The woman is gorgeous. She likes to reveal not slutty, but classic. I don't like that dress. Too many men look at you. Uh, why did that guy look at you? Why did you spend 20 minutes with that guy? I mean, it's a nightmare. Why do you have to come home so late? Why do you have to spend too much time at work? Everything's a big fucking deal. Well, that goes hand in hand with the other one that said trust. Yes, but... A lot of, yes, yeah, some of it is trust, John, but some of it is just hassle. Well, uh, I want to, you know, you, you like to uh, order for yourself. Well, you know I like family style. I want everybody to eat. But honey, I like my own dish. Yes, but I like it when everybody gets this, when everybody gets family style. You just want to go, could I have my own fucking meal, please? Certain people like to order their entree and eat their entree. 
They don't want to eat everybody else's entree. Is that possible? A woman or a man could have his own dish. Excuse me if I get crazy with that one. These are like things, you know, when you're raising a child. He's got to go to bed at 8, and that's it. 8 o'clock, I put the child to bed. Well, gee, we have company here, and there's, and the in-laws are here, and can he stay open? Can he stay up just a little? No, eight o'clock. That's it. Where are we? Are we in prison here? What is the number one thing? Not only in happiness in life, in a marriage that's that will last. Adaptability. You got to learn how to adapt. Okay, a guy's hanging out at work with his friends. And sometimes it's not even about trust. He wants to hang out a little later. He gets home an hour late. Where were you? Well, you should have told me. Everything's a big deal. That's the thing when I'm talking about hassle-oriented people. You know what I'm saying? Everything's a big fucking deal. And after a while, you just can't take it anymore. And you'll end up getting divorced over one day... You'll order your own entree, and you'll get up to go to the men's room. When you come back, she has your entree in the middle of the plate, and everybody's eating it, and you go, fuck it! I'm getting a divorce. But it's not that one incident. It's all the other things that just piled up and up and up and up till finally you can't take it anymore. So take this and really listen to what I'm saying. Hassle-oriented people. Say to yourself, is my spouse hassle-oriented? Is everything a big deal? What time you want to go to the beach? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Why? All right. Um, could we go at like, uh, want to leave at 12? Oh, you want to go at 12 when the traffic is hard. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, folks. It's raining out. Oh, we can't go out. It's sunny out. Oh, who wants to go to a restaurant when it's so sunny out? Oh, God. Somebody help me. So happiness after marriage depends on what they were like before marriage. Marriage doesn't make you happy, folks. If anything, if you're unhappy when you get married, it exacerbates it. If you're like you, if you're a miserable, if you're a miserable person. Before marriage, you will be 10 times more miserable when you get married, and you will make that other person 10 times more miserable. That's where it comes down to. Do you like somebody? Do you love somebody? You got to like somebody, and you got to love somebody. You got to have both, folks. Listen to me when I'm saying, trust me, don't go to a shrink. Come to me. I can talk to you about this. I answer questions. All the marriage people out, all the married people out there, go to chazpalmentaryshow.com. No, chazpalmentaryshow at gmail.com. We forgot number 10. We'll what, do number what, 10 what, quick and then we'll wrap up. All right, we're going to go to number 10. Birth order can influence whether a marriage succeeds or fails. This is interesting because I did read this. And I can say for a fact that I am the oldest in my family and my wife is the youngest in her family out of four people. And it works. And it works. 
It says the worst is two firstborns getting married. I could see that. The firstborns usually get all the shit from the parents. The firstborns tend to be more aggressive and can create higher levels of tension. Well, I'm secondborn. My wife is the firstborn. Wow. Yeah, well, my wife is pretty intense. <laughs> She's pretty intense. I'm a second. I'm a middle child. Um, actually, my wife was firstborn and her husband was firstborn. And there was some real intense there. Even though they were married a while, he passed away. But there was some intensity on that one. The highest divorce rates are when an only child marries another only child. I could kind of see that. I think, uh, wow, that's interesting. Now, folks, if you're an only child and, you're, and your wife is an only child, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. It just means it's the, high, uh, the highest divorce rate of when two only child marry. That's pretty interesting, right? I have never heard of that, but I, I, I you could know what? see it. I, I never heard of that. I never heard of that in my whole life. So, you know, I don't know how true that is, um, but it's possible. It's possible. So, folks, if you're thinking about getting married or you're married, talk about meaningful things together. Really talk. You ever notice a lot of marriages, people get divorced after the kids leave? Because all of a sudden you go, who, who did I marry? The kids took so much of her time or my time. Now you got to talk to each other. Go on vacation together. Or take an entire day together. Just spend time together. Uh, okay? Also, spend some time apart. If you got a hobby, she's got a hobby. There's nothing wrong with that, all right? Right? Hugging, kissing, cuddling, that helps. It helps. It does. It really does. And, and of course, uh, my dad told me this one. Don't go to bed angry. Don't ever go to bed angry. Straighten it out. If you've got to stay up to 3 in the morning, straighten it out, hug each other, then go to bed. Because if you go to bed angry... That's not a good thing. You're going to get used to doing that. So so to all the married people out there, send me your questions so we can put it on Neighborhood Logic. Show at gmail.com. Come to see my one-man show, net. I got some great things, uh, great uh, hats, T-shirts, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Getting the card, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. It's a great gift for someone who really wants to uh, inspire a child. Or you can call me direct, net. Set up a call between me and someone you want to motivate. I'd be more than happy to do that. My life's work is about motivation, folks. Uh, don't forget, look out for my new podcast, Palmentary Francis, The Wise and the Wise Guy. And uh, we will see you next week. God bless you.